I'm not going to be too long, but just want to bring you a, a word from the Lord tonight and um, ask you to get your Bibles. We're going to be reading from Matthew tonight, Matthew the 14th chapter, um, reading from the 21st to the 29th verse, and I may have touched on this before. I know I touched a little bit on this at our Pastor McKnight's church, but I think that it's time for us to revisit uh, this subject that we will be discussing on tonight, and that's Matthew the 14th chapter, 25 through 29th verse, and it reads, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea, uh, walking on the water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto him, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Tonight, I just want to speak to you about water walkers of faith. Water walkers of faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come and Father, I pray that I decrease and you increase tonight. Father, I pray that the words that's from my mouth will come from the throne and that those that are listening tonight will receive the faith to walk through the storm. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would give us what we need, oh God, to be miracle workers, to be faith workers, to be water walkers, oh God, in this life. In Jesus' name, amen. I know if you turn on your TV tonight, uh, one of the first things that you will see on the news is the devastation from the hurricane that's in Texas. Many of us know that Hurricane Harvey uh, devastated Texas after they had this uh, major storm and uh, came near Corpus Christi on Friday night. And that storm left uh, behind flooding communities and flooding in Houston and other parts of Texas is just devastation and as I watched the TV and I watched the devastation, I tell you, and saw the tears coming down the eyes of the people. I mean, my heart was touched. And as we looked at southeastern Texas there, uh, it had been absolutely hit with the flooding and thousands, leaving thousands of residents stranded and in need of help. And I looked at the roads in the neighborhood. They were all flooded so bad that that it looked like rivers and, and canals going up and down the streets. And, and then as I began to look, I, I saw cars and trucks, and, and they said that the flooding left 300,000 cars and trucks uh, were left on the street from the hurricane. And most of the hurricane uh, survivors of Hurricane Harvey uh, is the name of that hurricane. They lost just about everything. One survivor that I saw, uh, he was saying he lost everything, and he said that he was in a trailer. And uh, while he was in that trailer, he said that the trailer began to bounce up and down. He said he didn't think he was going to live and began to be tossed to and fro. And he said he managed to get out of that trailer, and he walked 12 miles to get to safety. He said, I don't know where my friends are. He said, I don't know where my family is. And he began to cry. He said, I don't know where my mother and my father. I don't have a cell phone. I, I can't call them. And the person that was interviewing him gave him a cell phone and he called and he was able to reach his father. 
and his father was in Oklahoma somewhere. He said, come on, son, get on the bus and come home. Saw others were stranded in nursing homes. Some of you may have saw, have seen the picture of the nursing home and how these senior citizens, they showed them they were just sitting in the little lounge and water had come all the way up to their chest. And they were sitting there looking pitiful, all in the nursing home. But I do thank God that they were able to rescue them. But just to see that picture before the rescue, sitting in a place, crippled some of them in wheelchairs and the water rising up to their neck. But God, some of them were on rooftops and some was on cars and some of them was in places and crying and saying I'm hungry, I have a head in the food, no water. Hundreds were seen walking through the water. They left their home and they were walking through the water in danger of electric wires because they said it was electric wires on some of the streets that had fallen. They would say it would make snakes were in, in the water in some of the places. Alligators had gotten in the water. Oh, but God. And then I saw tonight that the storm is about to strike New Orleans again. Many of us remember uh, how the Katrina hit New Orleans and some of the residents in Texas said I left New Orleans to get away just to be hit by the hurricane again and those that's in New Orleans saying we're worried that the storm is coming our way but yet my God in the midst of all of this God had people he has people that will still give him the praise I was really touched today and some of you if you go on Facebook and and you go to my page, you'll see this video of this lady, a believer, and she's stranded in her home on this video. And I, I would play it for you tonight, but it may take up too much time. And I know we do have a time limit here. And, and she was saying that I'm here on this video. I'm stuck on the second floor in my house. I don't know if it's the second floor or in the attic. And she had a little grandbaby with her and her family. And she began to say, thank you, Lord. She sung that song so beautifully. Thank you, Lord. I'm not a singer. She began to sing it. She began to give praise to God. She said, I'm here. I'm flooded. I don't know if I'm going to be out or not. But she said, thank you, Lord. And she began to sing praises unto the Lord. It really touched me. Because in the midst of it all, she believed God is still in control. She knew that God was going to bring her out. And I believe even as I speak right now, she has been rescued. When I think about those victims, when I think about those victims of Hurricane Harvey, I think about the world walkers of faith, those that had gone through the storm, but yet they're praising God. What is a water walker, you may say? I believe a water walker is a believer such as yourself that walks through the storms of life without seeking into unbelief or sin. Some of us are going through a storm. That woman, she knew she, there was water all around her, but yet she did not seek into unbelief. Yet she did not seek into sin to curse God, but she praised God through the storms with hundreds of thousands of people uh, that have evacuation orders. And some of them are in shelters. They say the shelters are filled with people. And some of those people, they just they're craving to get some type of news about the safety of their loved ones. Some of them don't know where their husbands are. Some of them don't know where their children are. Because when they came, the rescuers came, they came and they got them one by one. Some parents and some people went out to get help. And they're there waiting 
don't know what kind of state their home is in, but they continue to hope and they continue to believe that things will get better. God, tonight, he's looking for water walkers of faith, not those that are dependent on what they see. Oh, if she, that woman who's singing that song of praise, I mean she was singing songs of praise to God, stranded with water all around her, praising God. If she depended on what she see, she may not have been able to thank God. God is looking for water walkers of faith, not depending on what they see, but those that keep looking to Jesus. Looking to Jesus to endure. Looking to Jesus to endure the storm like Peter when he had his eyes on Jesus. He was saved. This woman, she believed God and she had her eyes on Jesus. And I believe right now she's saved. Many people that were there during the storm on TV, they went to Facebook. And many of them, one young lady, she was crying. And she said, I just want to thank God. I want to thank everyone because she had faith. One lady, she was stranded from her children. And she was right here on the news, and she was saying, I just want to let y'all know Jesus is real. God is real. And tonight, we may not be going through a physical hurricane. We may not have five, five feet of water in our living room. But God want to know, can you endure the storm? So what do you do? I know we're going through some storms. Some of us are going through some storms right now. We're going through right now. So what do you do? We can, we can learn from these people. You keep on moving. Oh, you keep on moving through the storm. You keep on having faith in God. Because God will bring you out. You need to tell yourself whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling tonight, God will bring you out. And they not believe that God would not bring them out. They wouldn't have left their homes. They knew that if they could just leave their home like Peter did and walk out there through that water, that someone would save them like Jesus, that God would send someone and Jesus would take control. The point tonight is this. As I said, we may not be in Hurricane Harvey, but sometimes God allows us to go through the storms of testing. Uh-huh. And at the same time, he's delivering us from the storm of temptation. If you look and you see all of those people that go through that storm in Texas, they're going through the storm, but they're coming together in love. All of that stuff, all of that uh, right, art right and art left and all of this, that and discrimination and racism. I saw every nationality coming. I saw blacks and white coming together on the boat. I saw Hispanic. I saw Oriental. I saw everybody surviving the storm, coming together. Some kind of storm. God allows storms to come to bring people together. If you remember not long ago, there was separation, fighting, killing going on because of racism. But now, because of the storm, people are coming together. He may be sparing some of us from something worse that we couldn't even see. We might have Lord, why are you allowing me to go through this? God, why are you allowing me to go through that? Why, 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 why? Because he sees they way down the road. Why, why are you allowing uh, that man to leave me, that woman? Because he's giving, sparing you. God will bring it back. He will bring it together in his own time. God, why did you allow me to get that house? Because that house had holes in it. The roof was bad. He may be sparing you for something worse that you couldn't see. And so in our text tonight, we see, we see that this is the second storm 
that we come across in the book of Matthew. The first thing we see is in chapter 8 when Jesus was asleep in the boat and the disciples woke up crying, Master, we perish in the storm. Jesus, he got right there. He was right there in the boat and Jesus stood up and he said, Peace be still. He was there in the boat. You know, sometimes when we know Jesus is there, we don't have to worry about it because he's right there. Sometimes when we're with our friends and we got our friends, we're big and bad. We can go through the storm. We can go through the fight. You talk stuff because he's there. However, in the second storm, which came on the fourth watch of the night, and the fourth watch of the night was 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., we find the same disciples caught in the second storm, and they don't see Jesus because Jesus is not in the boat. It's amazing how when we're around people, we have people to back us up, we big and bad, and we can do all things, but when they're gone, that's when you're safe need to come forth. So now they're there and Jesus is nowhere in the boat. Sometimes there are storms in our life that seem like God is not in it and he cannot be reached and you may not see him. You may not see him in the storm, but I want you to know tonight that God is right there. He's ready to lift you up and take you through whatever you're going through. Some storms that we go through in life is for correction. As in the case of Jonah, he didn't want to do what God had him to do. Check yourself if you go for a song. Are you disobeying God? Are you being a Jonah? Some of we go through is for perfection. God wants to perfect us. I can use my own example. I don't see it's God because what God will do, he will allow things to happen. God doesn't do any wrong, but he will allow things to happen to correct you. I was a Jonah when God told me to go to North Carolina to do ministry. It's been over eight years ago. And maybe been longer than that. It's been a while. And I didn't want to go. So I didn't go. I said, you know what? I'm not relocating to North Carolina to do ministry. I like it where I am. I was pastoring a church here in the metropolitan D.C. area. I had favor with government. I was receiving uh, grants. I had a, a marching band that were performing for um people who were in uh, governmental positions, and uh, I was doing really well, in favor. And I'm like, why would I want to go to North Carolina when the man of God prophesied? And so I said, well, what I'll do, I'll just have a little TV ministry down there, but I'm going to stay here and pastor my church in North Carolina. And, and when I disobeyed him, the storm came. The enemy sent the storm. Because the Bible says that the enemy, he is what? of the air. He stirs up mess and causes destruction. God doesn't destroy. So the enemy sent the storm. They try to take my life. They put cancer on my body. But I have sense enough to be corrected. I say, God, perfect me. And I ask God to forgive me. And when he healed me, no chemo. When the doctor said I had to have it. Because I obeyed God. I was brought to wholeness. My body was healed. And I was brought out of the storm. Sometimes we have to look over our life and see how we are being God. See if we're running for what God has told us and asked us to do. So some storms is for correction, like Jonah, and some is for perfection. Because I didn't know at the time that God wanted me to do international work. I was happy right there in that real place I was at. Never knew that I'd be on Facebook reaching people all over the world, receiving emails from people to say, teach me, do this, do that. And I'm praying, well, God, lead me. I don't know. Let's see. Because God will 
the night, 3 a.m. in the morning. And many people say that at 3 a.m., that's where the power is stronger. The power of God is stronger and the enemy, he tries to bring his power up. And that's why I said we must be on the watch. One of the bishops from North Carolina sent me a private uh, message today and said, we're going to go onto the watch. We're going to go on the 3 a.m. watch. We're going to pray because that's when the enemy get busy. And that's when we have to come and bombard heaven to, to come against spirits of witchcraft, come against demonic forces. So he came on the, the fourth watch, which is 3 a.m. to dawn. And I don't care what storm you're going through right now. It doesn't matter what storm you're going through right now. It may be a financial storm. Somebody may be going through a family situation storm. Someone may be going through an emotional storm. Someone may be going through a physical storm. I want you to know tonight that Jesus sees your storm. And he's right on top of it. He's right there telling you, walk. Keep your eyes on me. See, because what you feel the most may actually bring you closer to Jesus. So God, I don't want to do this. I'm like, God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But God began to just bring me closer because I began to pray, God, help me. Help me. Help me, God. I promise you, if you pray and you ask God for something, he will give it to you. There's things I pray and God has allowed it to happen. And I promise you that if you pray, so now we see Jesus on the raising sea with nothing. Hallelujah. Nothing there but water between the boat. The sea is raging and nothing but a sidewalk to Jesus. Hallelujah. That brought Jesus closer to all of them that was close to him. Your storm is just a sidewalk to Jesus. Jesus can walk under the water. All your troubles is under his feet. He wants you to know that your storm, whatever it is, he said, I'm walking on it. I can walk on it. I can put it under your feet. I can put it on my feet. It's just a sidewalk for me to walk from where you are to where I am. All you have to do is get out of your boot by faith. See, the storms of life can help you grow in your faith. Those people that's in that storm there in Texas, they're having faith. They're praying. They're coming together. Those that are believing God. And, and Peter may have never walked on that water if it hadn't been a storm. I may have never been here on this prayer line tonight if I hadn't gone through that storm. I may not have ever had a television program uh, on Facebook or anywhere else or an internet site or on TV in North Carolina had I not gone through the storm because I was happy and complacent where I was. It's easy for us to criticize Peter when oh, he took his eyes off of Jesus and he sunk. But at least he got out of the boat. See, we got too many people in the boat. I was telling at Pastor McKnight, I think there's too many folks people in the church. They don't want to get out and walk on the water. They don't want to take risks. They don't want to go out and start ministry. They don't want to go out and pass out track. They don't want to go out and do an outreach. They don't want to start a choir or a group. Both people, they're not risk takers. They don't want to do anything but sit back and be complacent. God is looking for water walkers tonight. People that will get out of the pool. Hallelujah. And I'm sure that some of you are water walkers. God is not looking for perfection. He just wants someone. Someone that would get out of the pool and try to do something once in a while. So what about you? Are you in a storm tonight? Is that storm for correction? Are you disobeying God? Is that storm for, that storm for perfection? Is God trying to bring you higher? Is God trying to anoint you? Is
flooded in, lost all the vehicles, downstairs of the townhouses is gone, <laughs> but still I say thank you, you Lord, my family, we're safe upstairs, thank you, oh, thank you Lord, To God be the glory, to God be the glory, grandson safe, to God be the glory for the that he has done to God be the glory to God be the glory to God That you have done. I wonder if I have a couple of praisers that can testify with me. Can you help me say yes? Yes. Yes. In the midst of the storm and rain. Yes. My soul says 
yes, yes. Oh, thank you, Lord. Cars underwater, downstairs underwater, but thank you, Lord. We're safe upstairs. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to tell you on this stormy day. Oh, thank you, Lord. This is the Power Prayer Line with Apostle DeBellin. You can join us for the Word of God, for prayer, praise, and worship, broadcasting live Mondays through Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central Time. Dial 712-432-0075, access code 685-465-POUND. Again, the live broadcasting number is 712-432-0075, access code 685-465-POUND. That is Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central Time. If you would like to listen to the recordings, dial 712-432-1085, access code 685-465-POUND. Again, the recording number is 712-432-1085, access code 685-465-POUND. On behalf of Apostle Deborah Allen and the Power Prayer Line Network, we look forward to meeting you.